Welcome to this MOOC podcast by the All Wales Faculty for Dental Care Professionals from Bangor University. Hello and welcome to the Supervising Registrant in Practice training podcast from the All Wales Faculty for Dental Care Professionals. In this podcast, we're going to be discussing assessment and competence. So assessment in theory versus assessment in practice, Debbie, how does that work? So normally um, students can be assessed um, formatively and summatively. So a formative assessment is usually one that's done um, in preparation for a a summative assessment at a later date. Students can practice. So thinking about our mantra, observe, rehearse and practice. Students can rehearse a number of different times and that could be formative assessment. So they could get some feedback from, from you in terms of their performance. And then there comes a point in time when you have to have a summative assessment. So that's a point in time where you're saying, okay, this is it now, this is for real and we're going to um, use this for your portfolio to say whether or not you're competent at a particular skill or a particular activity. And that's really important in terms of professional regulation. So, um, you know, th- these things are important for you and they're important for the student and they're important for the profession and in the work-based competency records there will be a need for um, in each module three formative assessments as well as the some summative as well so it's important that we understand the difference between formative and summative so formative assessments are where your student is allowed to rehearse something where you're going to give them some honest balanced feedback so again that's about being truthful about what you think they've done very well and also how they need to improve and where they need to improve and you need to be clear about that in terms of the skill so that might be about their dexterity their psychomotor skills it might be something about the equipment um, or the speed at which they perform the skill it might be about their um knowledge base in terms of the understanding so are they actually doing things the right way using the right theoretical basis can they talk to you about those things and can they um, tell you why they're doing what they're doing so have they got that cognitive understanding and then there's also something about their um, performance um, base in terms of their values and their attitudes so that's where they um Were they working in a kind and compassionate way with the patient? Were they um, working in a professional relationship with the dentist and with other colleagues around them? So that's more about their attitudinal performance and the way that they're working as, as using their interpersonal skills. So you need to give feedback on all three of those things. And sometimes that can be quite difficult because if this is somebody who's worked in the practice for a long time, you might know each other quite well. Mm. And so you need to separate out the business of being a mentor from perhaps being um, somebody who's a friend or from being somebody who um, just works alongside this person and has done for years. You're there in a professional capacity and you're there as a gatekeeper to your profession. So it's really important that you maintain that that professionalism when you're undertaking assessment, be that formative or summative. The student deserves to have honest, balanced feedback um, and you need to be able to provide that in, in a kind but structured and honest way. Yeah, absolutely. Working in dental practice, it's a very close environment and we have to be sure that we keep those boundaries and, and respectful of them as well. And what we know from other areas of practice-based learning is that sometimes, because we all like to think that we're quite nice people, that we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. So we kind of think, oh, well, I didn't, you know, you might think to yourself, I didn't really think much of that, the way that that person spoke to that patient then. 
but we think, oh, but perhaps they're having an off day or, you know, perhaps there was a reason for that. Or So we don't necessarily tell them that their interpersonal skills could be better. So that actually means then that you're you're not really being helpful because you're not being fair to tell the student things that they may not see in themselves. So it's really important that you do pick up on things, that you are able to give balanced, honest feedback and that you do that in a way that helps the student to move on. So this isn't about just telling people that, that what they did wasn't very good. Okay, it's about saying, well, actually, I thought you could have done this better. This is a way that you might like to try it. Or have you thought about using this, this or this approach when you have patients in this, this or this situation? Yeah, it's about being constructive, isn't it? Always. Yeah, you should always give the students the tools to do the job better next time. And that's the whole point. And they might do several um, formative assessments. So lots of rehearsal in terms of that particular performance. And then at some point there will be that summative kind of, yeah, this is it, this is when we're doing it for real. And again, students need balanced feedback for both of those. Yeah, otherwise they can't move forward, can they? That's right. And in fact, we call that feed-forward techniques. So those feed-forward techniques are really useful because rather than saying to the student, well, you're not doing this very well, it's about that that's not going to help them to do better next time. So what you need to say is, okay, so when you do this, why don't you try doing this so use this approach or try using this particular equipment or holding it in a different way and that will help you to gain access or whatever it might be. So really be positive about giving them a solution or at least one um, part of a solution. Yeah, draw on your experiences mm. as you know a clinician, as a dental nurse, as a, a dentist or whatever. Draw on your experiences and how you might do it and pass that knowledge on. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that you're um, showing the student shortcuts. So I think that's really no. important to remember, okay? Because your performance will be fluid and speedy. It will be because you've been doing it for years. You know, it's, it's part of you mm. almost. But you're adhering to the principles that you need to adhere to. So if, if, if something needs to be done in a sterile, you know, aseptic technique way, you will be adhering to the principles. You might hold an instrument slightly different to somebody else, but you may have worked out that actually if you hold it slightly differently, it's easier for you. Yeah. And that might be something that you could pass on to the student. That doesn't mean you're cutting a corner, but it might be really helpful for them. Yeah, hints and tips. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's all about that. So moving on then to assessment, what is the purpose of it for us as mentors, the student and the programme. So here we need to think about what is it exactly that we're assessing. And really what we're looking for is for you to give the, um, to assess the student in their total performance, okay? So you're not just focusing on the skill. You're not just focusing on the how they did something. You then want to tease out the knowledge base that sits behind that. Okay, so that's really important because that's the whole point of having this program. It's so that they can move on from just being able to do a skill, which they may be able to do very well because they may have been doing it for some time, to actually understanding those deeper learning processes that we've talked about before. So it's about understanding why they do a certain thing what is it that they're looking out for? What factors do they take into consideration when they're undertaking this skill? What sorts of things might there be about the patient that means that this is a very different thing? So we need to really try and help the student to demonstrate that deeper learning. And some of that will rely on your questioning. So again, the evidence tells us that you need to develop your skills in how you ask questions. If you pitch your questioning too low, 
you're not pushing your student and you're not teasing out that underlying knowledge. And in fact, the student might think you're being quite patronising if you pitch your, your questioning at too low a level. If you pitch your questioning at too high a level, then it's just going to go over the student's head. They're not really going to understand what it is you're asking them for or what it is you, that, that you're really trying to tease out. So that's something about your skill as the mentor. You need to think about your questioning approach that means that you're really teasing out this deep knowledge that we really want the students to demonstrate. And then it's also about those attitudes that we talked about. So part of that is going to be about you being a role model. So you need to think about your professionalism, the way that you might greet a patient, the way that you might have your uniform, the way that you are in terms of, you know, being there in clinical practice. And then it's about how you encourage that in the student. Because, again, it's about a professionalism. We're part of a profession, you know, we're part of a, a register. So there are certain expectations that the public has. There are certain expectations that we have of each other as fellow professionals. So we do expect the students to come in with their hair tied back, with their nails short and clean, with their uniform having been ironed. You know, that's part of professional practice. So it's also about those attitudes and the way that people present themselves. So your feedback, your assessment needs to be of all of those things. And sometimes you will focus on one more than the other. It might depend on what it is that the student's trying to work on that week. Yeah, so it's really important then that we tailor our feedback to the goals of our students. We've spoken about continuous assessment, feedback, feed forward. How does that all play into mentoring? So the thing is that sometimes we talk about continuous um, mentoring. So you're continually observing and, obs and giving the students some feedback. Sometimes that might be um, as the practice is unfolding and whilst things are going along. Sometimes it might be in little bite-sized chunks throughout the day. Sometimes it might be a period of longer kind of discussion and feedback at the end of the day or towards the end of the week. So there'll be different levels of feedback and feed-forward techniques that you're going to use that are, are equally as important. But you need to make sure that, again, that you're thinking about that totality of assessment. So lots of different aspects of things that they're working on. And that concludes our discussion. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And of course, thank you to Debbie. Stay tuned for the next podcast from the faculty on evaluation of effective mentorship. Also, keep up to date with us online at www.awfdcp.ac.uk and on Twitter at AWFDCP. Thank you for listening to this MOOC podcast by the faculty from Bangor University.